In this episode, Aileen and Nancy talk about navigating social interactions during personal and collective expansion. The discussion also covers the concept of comfort and how to use animal totems to guide you through your day. (laughs) Welcome to Expansive Minds Podcast, Gateway to Freedom, a podcast where two friends, Aileen and Nancy, explore and expand beyond what they think they know in order to live a life of freedom. Thank you for joining us. And away we go. Hi. Hi. How was your Thanksgiving? It was wonderful. Nice. Thank you. How was yours? It was good. It was really uh, fattening. (laughs) But I let myself have that and then I'll get back on track. Healthier foods. (laughs) Actually, I'll, maybe I'll do that in January. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to help your foods in January. Right now, I'm just going to kind of go with the flow for the season. Speaking of Thanksgiving, we were talking about gatherings, and you had mentioned to me that you were re-listening to the last podcast we did with Vic, and how you basically become, not become, but your voice sounds different, you say different things, you have different responses based on who you're with. And it's Mm -hmm. not that it's inauthentic. It's just based on who you're with, you are authentically in the presence of that person. Yes, you said that. I think you said that really great. Thank you. Yes. And so when I was listening to that podcast, I was listening to how I was, for me, repeating myself and speaking slower and I was laughing because if if I was coaching your sports team, that was not what you would get. (laughs) Right. So, but you were channeling. Is that why? Is that something yes. you tend to do when so, you channel? When I read energy, I often look to the side. I look all around. I don't know why, but I do because I'm taking my focus off oftentimes the person in front of me. So I'm not tuned into my conditioning of a three dimensional, five sensory relationship with them. Right. Right. Which is where words only come out from our mouths and we think nothing else is being said or spoken. So if I look away, I'm tuning and I'm reading the energy. It's vibration is coming to me and I'm translating it like a translator would translate another language because it is a language. It's energy is a language. And so I was listening to the podcast and I was talking to Vic about what I was picking up from his move to Utah and all the vibrations that were coming off of him. And uh, I started to laugh and I thought, oh, that's what I sound like when I'm in that space. When people, I work with people, they'll sometimes ask if they can record what I'm saying, which is great because I'm in this other place and I don't always remember what I was saying. I have an essence of what it is, but in that moment, it makes perfect sense because I'm aligned with them. They're aligned with me. And then people walk away and they're like, what just happened? Right. (laughs) Because we're in this moment. So that brought you and I to talk a little bit more about what happens when we are shifting as people. We're moving out of our conditioning. We're moving out of the old paradigm, the matrix, the construct, the orchestration of a persona. All those are ways to describe it. As we move into more freedom of who we are authentically, one of the things that happens is people can start to feel lonely or they're afraid if they make that change or shift, they won't have anybody to talk to in general or talk about what they're seeing or what they're knowing. 
there's a real concern there and that can feel sad. There's a grieving on many different levels and also some resistance to making that change. And then the fear is, you know, if I go hang out at Thanksgiving or if I go hang out with my soccer buddies or my dance buddies or my book buddies or my childhood friends to hang out, I'm not going to be being authentic. I'm going to be my old fake self with Mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. And am I doing myself a disservice or an injustice or them if I'm not talking about you know, oh, I think I might be from another planet or (laughs) I really want to just speak about love or I've chosen to be a vegan or I don't drink anymore. So that is a very typical stage of transformation into freedom. So beautiful how things unfold. But as you were talking about that on Thanksgiving, so I host, we had 24 people (laughs) And so I do a lot of energetic prep before they come. I mean, I bless the house, I smudge, and and then I kind of make a little intention to myself that I'm going to acknowledge each guest. And then what often happens in prior years is there might be some guests I don't talk to as much. And in retrospect, I think it's because I maybe wasn't feeling connected and aligned to them. And so I simply, aversion's too strong a word, but I didn't gravitate to them because maybe I'm assuming energetically I was in different spaces. So then I really, you know, my mom passed in August, so it was very important to me that this Thanksgiving be truly a connection of just loved ones, people who loved her and love each other. So my niece, who I don't get to see often, and I don't find myself getting to speak with her often, and we were talking and I was putting her drink together and she said something She used words like, she said, well, yeah, I'm teaching yoga now. I really feel that that's the direction source wants me to go. And I'm like, you said source and you said yoga. Oh my God, come here. And I pulled her over and we sat down. Have you heard of Abraham Hicks? Have you heard of it? And I was so excited because I had in my mind sort of not expected, but thought, well, you know, maybe um, I won't be using words like source today, Mm -hmm. or I won't be talking specifically about Neville Goddard or Abraham Hicks today and I ended up spending a chunk of the day with her not because it was forced but it just felt it was just this draw of us you know she's new to this stuff and it was so excited to share it with her but mind you a good brunch of my family is they're lovely they're but they're a bit old school and mm-hmm. so I just wouldn't be speaking these sorts of things around them and I had sort of resigned myself to like well I'm just gonna have a loving day even if I don't speak those things and I got to speak my truth that day. The universe just simply orchestrated it Yes, that I ended up being able to be with her. And again, I was authentic with everybody, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. but trying to be sensitive to, I don't want to make people uncomfortable mm-hmm. or confused with certain words. But mm-hmm. then at the same token, I got my own personal little exchange of energy with my niece that I just never even predicted. Such a great story. Yes. That is, that is the story. So here you are aligning, you know, by yourself, knowing this is your truth. You're going to align your energy. You're going to create a sacred space. You don't have to tell everybody who's coming. Like, by the way, I'm making a sacred space for you all, right? (laughs) Now, if all your friends and family were into that, then that's totally cool to be, hey, letting you know, you know, I'm saging the house before you show up. My sister, the the one who passed from MS, she used to just say, it feels so good in here. Like she intuitively Mm -hmm. just knew. And I'm like, oh, thank you. Meanwhile, I didn't tell her. 
You should have seen the crap. I cleaned up. There was a bad energy vortex there, and I smudged that, and I filled this space with love. And Five hours of singing bowls. Yeah, exactly. And I pull out, you know, I have the Frank Souls, Frankincense, and Myrrh stick. I'm like, good enough for Jesus. Good enough for us. So, yeah, I bring out the Frankincense and Myrrh for stuff like that. But they just feel it. Yeah. I do believe they feel it, even if they don't quite know mm-hmm. what they're feeling. Exactly. You know? Yeah, I love that. And and so in our lives, when we're shifting, when we have these, what am I say, spiritual awakening, sacred awarenesses, deeper alignments, the world that is around us that we've orchestrated, that we created, that was we were birthed into, however you want to say it, right? We, we love them. We can be our authentic self and we don't need to say all of these things out loud to them. Because right. it's like, well, as I say, if I'm if I'm part of a knitting group and we're all sitting around knitting, I'm not going to start talking about soccer. Right. Right. And in my soccer group, I'm not going to sit down and start knitting. Right. So it, you, we are being authentic. We're not withholding. We're not um, cheating anybody out of anything or doing an injustice. We are choosing to speak appropriately aligned to the conversation and the energy that's in that space, the agreement that people have that we are participating in is fine. And and also to this really beautiful point where your niece was the one who perhaps it felt a little bit like a risk or she recognized she could say it to you. Yeah. Sometimes there is someone who does speak up and offers this different truth into a space, into a group. And in this case, she was the one that spoke up and you were like, yes. And yeah. then the, the two thing, I pulled her over to the table. That was it. I got the rest of the day. And I think it's so funny. She just started teaching yoga. I see a lot of people mm-hmm. unwittingly transform mm-hmm. when they start doing yoga. Mm-hmm. I think they just, they're so in their body. They don't realize that this particular pose is a very sacred meridian that's opening up energy and unblocking them. They're just, they're, a lot of times in this, of course, in our society, they're doing it to get in shape. Mm-hmm. And then they don't really realize that they're also transforming on an entirely spiritual level as they mindfully go into their body and they're not even trying mm-hmm. for the transcendence. Mm-hmm. You're cleaning out. You just, you're doing it with this particular movement meditation that you just didn't even really plan to do. People are transforming. There are lots of ways to transform. You set that intention that you do, or you find a piece of knowledge, or next thing you know, you're doing these movements and it's like, oh. Yes. Yeah. And for a lot of us, we have to kind of sneak in what we call like kind of the back door. You don't know that's what you're getting when you put the intention out, right? There's like a a desperate plea in some way, right? There's this And that we could say is the gift of desperation, where we're desperate, we're sick and tired of being sick and tired. Mm -hmm. And then we don't even know it. We're drawn to something like, oh, well, someone said, you know, yoga would be good for me for my back problems, or someone said this would be good for me for this, or whatever it might be. I I just (laughs) did this the other day. I was laughing because in my job, I sit in my chair a lot. Mm -hmm. It's a way for me to focus when I'm doing the you know, the hands-on body work and I'm in a chair. Now I've had the same rolly chair, maybe for almost the 26 years of my practice. Now it's a rolly chair that I got in exchange. Someone said, I don't really have any money. Do you need a rolly chair? You know, like I was like, well, not really, but okay, cool. That's fine. Mm -hmm. So I used it because it was this great energy exchange. 
Well, I have a new office on Nantucket, and that chair has a back to it, and it's black. And my office, the way I kind of roll around the the table in the office, I was noticing I was leaving black marks on the wall from the chair. And I rent this space from my friend Erica, who I just love. I was like, well, I can't have these black spots on this chair. I mean, you know, I can't have these black spots on the wall for Erica. Like, no, that's not cool. So I was like, well, I need a backless chair. Now, meanwhile, mind you, my left leg was starting to give me problems because I'm driving in the car all the time and I'm sitting in my chair all the time. But I, I didn't think to get a new seat or look at my seating for my own leg. Yeah. I was looking at it because I didn't want to right. leave a mark for Erica right. Right, for her space. So I end up spending a nice amount, a totally cool amount of money on a saddle seat chair mm-hmm. that cool. I love, pain in my leg gone. And I'm laughing. I was laughing, thinking to myself, this is so backdoor kind of stuff where I got a much better seat for myself. I didn't buy it and I didn't look for a great seat for myself. Yeah. And my own leg pain, yeah. I go because yeah. right. I didn't want to leave marks on Erica's wall. Now, that brings up another point. It's so funny. I think we serve other people often, but without serving ourselves. And so here you are in an uncomfortable chair, yes. and you're just sort of put, putting up with it because it's kind of like the sock on the floor. You just keep walking over mm-hmm. it, and it's like just this just is. However, because someone else was needing or la- or you were, didn't want to offend or hurt whatever someone else, then you took action. And I just had this discussion with Kimmy because when I went, to a, I went to a wedding, she let me borrow this necklace. Well, it had broken and I went, I got it repaired. And I'm looking at my jewelry club. I'm like, how many necklaces of my own do I have that I haven't repaired? You know, I went to the jeweler to get hers repaired. And I, it was broken when, when she gave it to me and we just kind of looked it around. So I, I wasn't even the one who broke it, but I simply, but I went and got it repaired. And I was just like, well, why don't I? I, mean, I know. Yes. And that's, that is something maybe as we move into this holiday season, we were talking about going to be gathering with other people. Mm-hmm. So be open because you might find these new connections. So don't be insecure. I'm going as home oh with this holiday gathering i think you were saying your clients like who i'm gonna talk to because mm-hmm. the universe will present someone to talk to but also as we go into the holiday season take care of you mm-hmm. like so if we're in this season where we're thinking of other people and we want to be mm-hmm. generous you know the same token well what would serve you during this holiday season what would you like and, and you're gonna buy one for someone else buy one for yourself or if you're in alignment then you are better comfortable to help your clients like you said with that chair right and it's the same way with just life and everyone around you when you're in a solid place and you're comfortable, then you're better able to serve. So mm-hmm. in the season of giving, receive too. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And the trusting of being in your alignment, the focus, you know, I'd said to you that I'm noticing for myself that I, I'm starting to do affirmation readings again in the morning. Yes. There's things because I'm noticing all this energy going on around me. It all comes down to participation. How do we participate with others? And again, that's a big shift. That's the big shift. We participate kindly with others. Some of us have been in cultures where we participate more kindly to others than we do for ourselves. Right. Right. So that's a shift we want to do. We want to know and trust that it's okay and important to be kind and make sure we're comfortable and that we know what comfort is. A lot of us don't know what happiness is or comfort is. And I think that super then triggers us 
when we're having a shift into a higher vibration, when we're moving out of our orchestrated old personas, that's the part where we're like, oh, but I'm going to be lonely because I created this persona in order to have friends. I created this persona in order to fit into my culture, to fit into my religion, to yeah. fit into my family. So therefore, if I shift out of this culture, whatever it might be, and, and so let's go back to my chair for a minute. What if I came from a culture, like, where did I learn that? Where did I learn that I had to sit in this uncomfortable chair right. and right. that is it that if I had showed up and said, hey, everybody, I spent $200 on this chair for myself, would I have been scolded for that? Did I believe that I wasn't worth that? Right. 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 Is it better to have, oh, this is great that I got this chair. It wasn't free, obviously, but I might say a free chair where it wasn't because it was an exchange for some energy work for an energy session. Right. So it wasn't free. I still quote unquote paid for it. Yes. And yeah, all yeah, of yeah. a sudden it's like, wow, yeah. why am I, yeah. why am I sitting this? So I think that's important for us. Like what, what is comfortable? What is receiving? Right. What is happiness? And the, the stressors can be when we hear people say, well, well, finding comfort for the holidays. Well, some of us have no idea how to even define that. We don't take care of ourselves. We put other people first, but Kim and I were talking about this morning, comfort. And I was saying how I was feeling bleh because I found out my, my Colin is going to be, my baby is going to be going to school in January. He's going to be living on campus. Granted, it's 15 minutes away, but he's my last one. And so in the span of just a few months, I things that I identified myself with that mm-hmm. as a contributing member of society, yes. I took care of my mother, healthcare provider, a couple of days a week, and then she passed. And I had a s- small business group fitness exercise where I basically took care of many people and in my sessions and I had to close out with COVID and now the mother caregiver cook cleaner. Now my baby's going away. So I was just saying, her, I'm like, Bleh. now what do I do? How do I, how do I contribute? I add no value. And my husband goes to work every day and he adds the value. And cause she was saying, you need to, you need to do something for you. You need to take care of you. And I'm like, I'm like, but I'm comfortable. I just meditated. I just sat at the table. I had a breakfast. In the old days, I never had time to do that. I never had time to meditate. I never had time to sit at the table and actually have breakfast. I would eat on the road as I was driving into the office. And she said, but what you're doing now is harder. Mm-hmm. She said, because back then we were not, we were on autopilot. Right. We weren't even recognizing it. We were just sort of in this program where buried beneath was the work that we're doing now. Exactly. Really the essence work. Whereas before we just ran through action mm-hmm. and now we're not in that. So as I was saying, you know, I'm not even doing it. I'm not even contributing. She's like, the fact that you have some downtime, you're actually contributing more energetically and this is kind of the hard stuff the work is the ba- is my meditation this morning i'm like i have to do the work and they're like the work is the vacation the vacation should feel like work it should be the same thing those yeah. two words don't uh-huh. have connotations with those words it should simply be just enjoying every moment that you're in but i thought that was an interesting perspective where i never thought now that i'm not quote unquote working i'm working in a different way i guess mm-hmm. But it's hard when you, when you equate what you do and then you receive money, then that proves that you're valued. And now everything I'm doing, there is no obvious direct income. Um, And so then if I follow that path of that algorithm of logic, 
then if I'm not receiving money, then I'm not valued. Mm -hmm. I'm not of value. So that, that is like a huge thing that I'm trying to uh, let permeate through my being, but not to buy into that old paradigm that you're only of worth if you're paid. Yeah. We're all shifting. Everyone is shifting in some way because we're in a collective conversation in the energy and the collective consciousness about it. And the more we can do what you're doing, actually, right? Stepping out of that construction, that orchestrated story. It's all just a story. Mm. It's all just a story. And think about all the people in the world who have had to step away from a story that they thought meant success or value. It's hard work and it's imperative work. It's imperative because by nature of judging how and who is a value is what gives us all the isms. It's what separates yeah. us. So right. by you, and simply the fact that we exist, we are of value. Exactly. Yes. Very, you were saying that you're very earlier to, mm-hmm. uh, before we started, your very presence here means you are contributing. Yes. The impact. We impact the world. The world must work around us, with us, because we exist. Yes. You were telling a the story about the ant or something. What right. How I was having, when I had my first spiritual awakening, really profound when I was 24 years old and I was sitting outside my house you know, I had this, my head down, I'm talking to my father on the phone, just like, oh man, you know, this is really hard, right? That was my sense of value. I had a story about who I thought I was going to be. It's the young adult crisis we can talk about another time. Mm-hmm. The young adult awareness or awakening. And uh, as I was sort of just woe, in my woes, I was looking down on the ground and this aunt came walking by and distracted me a little bit because I like ants, number one, plus it was moving. So I'm watching this ant as I'm in my sorrow and she comes walking up, just minding her own business, and then bonked into the side of my foot and then had to walk around me. My dad, my poor dad, he's on the phone just listening, trying to probably console me or give me some, you know, older wisdom. And I just exclaimed, I said, dad, I don't even know if he's talking. I don't even know what was happening. I was like, dad, dad, this ant. And I'm trying to tell him this ant ran into my foot and went around me. I was like, I matter, dad, I matter. And he was like, no, okay. As long as you feel better, honey. Love love you, honey. Call me later. But I was like, dad, I matter. It was in that moment when I saw that the world had to move around me. My actual just physical presence has an impact. And therefore, the value and the importance of what I do, even just with my physical body. Yes. Right? Then you just yeah. go on and on, but like physical. And then you're like, well, how do I choose to spend my money? What do I, what's the vibration I put in the space when I'm standing there? Like you going back to your Thanksgiving and putting energy around the space before people show up. Yes. You knew. So that, that actually, when we think about that, that matters. And yes, we have a society that 
sure, if you got paid, if they're like, could you come and smudge my house before Thanksgiving? You're like, okay, great. That's $500, you know, <laughs> or just give me a yeah. crappy rolling chair that I'll sit on for 26 years. But, you know, <laughs> that long? Oh, yeah. I think it was almost that long. I was like, it rolls. Well, you know how it is. That's like, so, I'm, and I'm part Italian or whatever. I'm comfortable. I'm comfortable. What's right. comfortable? It's good enough. It's hey, good it's enough. all right. Yeah. Why? What's comfort? Yeah. Yeah. What do you need? What do you need for? more food? Yeah. <laughs> what can I do for you? Take this chair. This is a better chair. You yeah. take that chair. Yeah. Uh, let me fix your necklace, but not my necklace. <laughs> you so, were talking about the, just a, a total yeah. random, uh, maybe not relevant or relevant. So you were talking about you bought a saddle chair. And last night, my brother was over and he was talking about a pub that he went to in Wyoming and they were on saddle chairs yeah. and yeah. so I'm like what's up with the saddle uh, uh, maybe I gotta uh, get uh, me a sa- saddle is that what uh, you were uh, saying I gotta maybe I gotta get me a saddle I don't know because <laughs> that's really strange yeah or maybe I'll look up horse totem right because you know, maybe sure yeah take it to the next take it to the next level yeah where level. I have yeah maybe I'll look up horse totem which is actually something um we never talked about just kind of as a little Mm-hmm. Spiritual tip or technique. We talked about using angel cards mm-hmm. or tarot cards. Mm-hmm. We haven't gotten into numerology yet, but we also have we have not talked about animal, animal totems. totems. So yeah, I mean we're coming up on the end of our time. Um, I'm gonna look up. You know what? I'm gonna do it while I'm here. Do it. So a saddle being in my space of awareness last night and again this morning. So I'm just gonna go on my phone and I'm gonna say mm-hmm. animal totem. Horse. And as you're saying that, I have a cute, this is so, this is the synchronicities that are so sweet. And so it's a reminder to people when you're going through a transition like this, remember, look for the synchronicities. They're always there and they're really sweet. So my first animal medicine cards, this ties into everything we're talking about, no surprise. Right. My, Where do you hear what this horse said? Okay. <laughs> How it ties this is so in. fun. Yeah. So my first animal medicine cards, I bought, I don't remember how or why, but I bought them when I was working in Nantucket Electric Company in Nantucket in the early 90s. I worked with a bunch of women who are amazing. And so I showed up with my animal medicine cards and they were like, you know, I was that person, right? That was me willing to take a risk. I love these women. And I was like, I'm just going to do it. So I brought my cards in and we would pick them and everyone was getting into it. It was really fun. So we'd pick animal cards and they were very uh, open and into it, which is great. Well, last night, and you said animal, last night online, I saw that there's this company called LTD something, and it made me think about the same electric company women every holiday, because we didn't have computers back then. We were on an island. We couldn't go shopping. Someone would bring in this catalog from LTD. The company still exists, and we would all place our orders. We still have some of the things that we ordered from that. So I wrote to the electric company women last night yeah. and I said, look at this. It still exists. I'll be shopping at LTD again, you know, to show yeah. that I got that. And I got all the women talking and we just laughed and laughed. And it was a great, a great memory. Yeah. And, and just sort of full, unfolded the synchronicity. It did. Yeah. And then the animal medicine card just was like, oh, that's so funny you're saying that. That's where I first brought them. Was the, oh, was was the, the electric that's company. That's awesome. So given the stuff we've been talking about, yeah. so I just pulled up um, animal, uh, animal Totem Horse. I think this is a nice way maybe to close. Yes, we're, we're getting, As we're in the throngs of this holiday season and, and the transformations that we're all going mm-hmm. through mm-hmm. energetically and as a mass culture and the 3D to 5D, yeah. Horse Spirit says, take responsibility for the consequences of your choices. 
This does not mean you have to suffer. It just means you make the best of things. Horses, right? <laughs> right? And buy a new chair. Exactly. Here, <laughs> better. Horse symbolism lets you know that you have the power to change anything and everything you choose in your life, like buying a new chair. Uh-huh. Moreover, it means that the wild freedom of this spirit can be harnessed and used for the benefit of those around you. Perfect. So as we move through those holiday gatherings and circumstances, we could just harness this freedom of spirit of the horse energy. And while taking care of ourselves, this doesn't mean we have to suffer. It just means we can harness that and have the freedom to explore new situations, Mm -hmm. new relationships, new experiences. That's great. Awesome. So I guess until next week. More to be revealed. (laughs) Thank you for joining us on Expansive Minds Podcast, Gateway to Freedom. Until next time, more to be revealed.